0: and now
1: weighing in out of the blue
0: corner Josh the punk
1: thompson 100 and on the other mic he weighs in, in. from the red corner big sean McCarthy nice.
0: well once again we are back for a new edition of the weighing in podcast we have the real punk josh thompson coming at you live from san jose california podcast dave is on the controls and i am in my studio somewhere in the east we are here to talk about all of the new fight cards coming up we've got the ufc bellator and one coming out on tnt and somewhere near the end of the month the pfl kind of squeezed their way in too so we got a lot to talk about mr thompson
1: yes we do yes we do we have a uh... Well, let's just jump right in. Let's do Bellator first and then we'll do UFC and then we'll do the uh, one. We'll talk about Eddie and uh, Demetrius, of course, you know, and, um, you know, and some of the comments going along with the Eddie situation, like people, you know, some of the comments Eddie made about him being potentially.
0: Okay. Potentially the best ever. If he wins this, that's good. But for everybody that is a new subscriber to our podcast, we want to say thank you very much. And for everyone out there, there's that bell. Hit that bell. And that will Inform you of when we drop the newest edition of the Wing and Podcast, and God knows you want to know that information.
1: Yeah, well, if anything, when you hit the thumbs up, that just puts us ahead of like Ariel and DC, and it lets them yeah. continuously reminds them that we are and still the champ. We are the goat, and still. If you guys are on Twitter, go through their pages and make sure you hit that hashtag and still, and tag us in it. We will retweet it because we appreciate you guys. <laughs> And we like pushing buttons. Let's just—I want to let (laughs) you guys know that it is getting under Ariel's skin so much that people, our fans, are doing that to them that they've actually blocked podcast. He
0: blocked podcast, Dave. That is so weak. What did you do, Dave?
2: I probably told the truth.
1: (laughs) The (laughs) truth? Probably told the truth. That's Uh, all right. Good stuff. Let's jump into the Bellator card first, and then we'll go right into the UFC, and we'll touch on the other ones. Sounds good to me. Ryan Bader versus Lyoto Machida, which is a rematch from when they yep. fought a long time ago. And uh, it didn't go Ryan Bader's way, as we all know. But Ryan Bader's a lot different fighter since then. And Leonardo Machido is a lot older fighter since then as well. So there's a difference in terms of the speed which Leoto had back then to the speed that we see now out of Leoto. And Ryan Bader, I know coming off of a very bad performance against uh nemkov but him jumping in trying to redeem another loss uh might be good for him against someone like leoto
0: you got to figure that first fight i did it and it took place almost 10 years ago you know i think it's probably nine years ago now because it was in 2012 or so so because that was uh leoto had lost his title he had he had won against randy couture and then he had a championship fight against john jones and lost by guillotine choke i think his next fight was ryan Bader, and so you're looking you know back then ryan was he wasn't as complete a fighter he wasn't as confident a fighter he didn't believe in his stand-up really and when he was you know squaring off against leoto he got frustrated he couldn't touch him every time that he went you know tried to land shots he was leoto was just you know Uh, circling out getting away landing little tiny counters and frustrating Ryan to the point where Ryan decided he's going to make these big lunges and one of those ended up costing him the fight because he got countered and he got dropped and that can happen to anyone but like you said they're at different they're at different positions in their careers right now Leo has slowed down there's no doubt about it but he has changed the way he fights because he knows he's slower and that's going to help Ryan in some ways. And it's going to hurt him because he's not facing the same guy, but he's going to be, I would tell you that Ryan Bader is the favorite in the fight just based upon now where they're at and what they've done and the confidence factor, even though Ryan is coming off of a loss. Leota, I think is coming off of a loss also, but uh, not, not as uh, devastating since it wasn't a championship fight, but it's still a good match. It's a great rematch in my opinion, because. You know, Liotta is still that guy. On the on a given night, man, he can beat anybody.
1: Yeah, I, he's just not a big two hundred five pounder. You know, he's no, really never like was him. though. Yeah, he never was. He should really be at one eighty five, I believe. But he doesn't. You know, at the age that he's at, he doesn't want to cut the weight anymore, which I can understand. And uh, his speed will also translate. Whatever speed he has left will translate better at the higher weight and potentially get the knockout again. I just think that Ryan Bader's gotten so much better since they fought last. A lot better. Not only that, but just confidence is key in this sport, period. We've talked about that f- forever since we started this podcast. That if you're not a confident fighter, though, you won't have success. But the thing is, is Ryan Bader, is if, if, if it's not going his way, he tell he tends to sometimes wilt under the pressure. And him coming off the, the way that he lost in Emcoff, I want to know what his confidence is like. Leon Machida's been doing this. He's the same guy no matter what. Yep. He could have 15 losses in a row. He'd still fight the same damn way. He wouldn't... in his confidence would still... He still believes in himself. Ryan Bader's not that same... He's not that guy. Ryan Bader has to be having success and having success for him to feel like he's successful. As soon as he loses one or two, he's not the same fighter. He's got to get something to get it back on track. So their mindsets are completely different when it comes to fighting off of a loss. So it'll be interesting to see which Brian Bader we see, the one that won two, two titles or the one that is coming off of a loss, you know? And,
0: yeah, uh, it's, it's really a question of how much does the Nemkov fight affect him? If it doesn't affect him at all and he, he just takes it, puts it in the rearview mirror, it's done, I didn't perform well, and now I'm going to come out and fight the way I can fight, he's going to do great. If he goes in there worried about, oh, I, I can't lose two in a row, you're just thinking that way it's almost coming your way it's gonna happen you can't think that way it's just that, that one's in the past i got a guy that i want to get a win against because he got one against me years ago that's the way to, to just mentally enter the cage against leota
1: yeah i agree i agree uh it'd, it'd be interesting to see the rest of the um fight card as well so i mean like for me the liz Carmouche and porto fight is good the jerry Porto Porto's good yeah, so, I mean, like, uh, Liz, though, she, I mean, she didn't have a great performance for her debut, but it was enough to get the job done. You know what I mean? Like, she, she what, uh, she finished her in the third, correct? Yep. Yeah. And so, um, you know, against uh, Deanna Bennett? Deanna Bennett. Yeah, so, I mean, but she was struggling a little bit to get to hit the fight the ground. She was struggling a little bit on the feet, and she was struggling, actually, to kind of control the position as well from the top. So, but, there, but like, every time you go to a new promotion, I've said this forever, it doesn't matter what promotion you go to, your fight's not the easiest, you know. They're paying you; they're probably paying you a little bit more money than you're You were at the other place, or there's just the expectation of that you're coming to the promotion. They're expecting big things from you, and that's kind of where Liz was at. But I mean, like, I think that she will um, have some success. She just got to she got to just continue to be who she is. Don't try to change anything. Don't try to do anything that's different from what you do. And she's never really seems like she has. You know, just stick with what you're good at. And she's good at. Punching her way into the clinch, getting the takedowns, and just tapping people out. So it'll be interesting to see how she does.
0: Well, she's super strong, but you got to figure that you know Vanessa Porto coming in this. It's not a four-fight win streak. That's going to give her some confidence. That's going to make her feel good about what she's been doing. So, and she's been in there against some of the very best, you know, with a lot people with a lot of experience. She, she, Vanessa Porto, even fought Chris Cyborg. Mm -hmm. So she's been in there, you know, she's fought Roxanne Montefiore, I believe, a couple of times. I think she's got a loss and a win to her, but overall, she's just a good, all-around technical fighter, and she can fight on the ground. She can fight in the stand-up. So, Liz, I think, is the physically more imposing uh, fighter. I think she's just physically stronger, but sometimes that doesn't catch it, so it's going to be interesting. you got to figure even, uh, Porto's even got a win against, uh, Jermaine,
1: so wow been in there with tough people yeah, yeah, yeah. uh jerry kennedy and uh adam borch mm, i
0: think that's a great fight man
1: but it can end up being one of those
0: becomes so technical because they're so being so careful with each other that it just doesn't play out the way you want it to but man jeremy kennedy is he's he's two different guys at times he's this controlling fighter at times and sometimes he's this explosive guy that just does these beautiful superman punch into a flying knee into a takedown great positioning on the ground i hope that's the guy we get to see because he is good he is a stud fighter and adam borch is a stud fighter i mean what their records are almost the same what? yeah
1: 16 and 2 16 and 1 okay look at that come yeah. on my thing with adam borch is that like he needs to be able, he needs to have a little bit more output you know, his last couple of performances, um, the Darian Caldwell one, he seemed almost like, he, and I've, I've criticized a lot of our Bellator fighters, sometimes they start reading their own paper clippings. <laughs> gotta stop. And Adam, I think, was feeding into it. You know, you had him doing videos with Michael Chandler lifting and grappling and training and all this other stuff, and Michael pumping him up and stuff, and then it kind of got out there to Darian Caldwell, got taken down, and just got choked. Like, in these type of positions, like, just keep on track with what you're doing But he needs to have a little bit more output. I know he's a very good fighter. Everyone's talked about him over at Sanford MMA. They're like, dude, he's so damn good. Some guys don't even really like to work with him because he's so technical. He's so good, but it doesn't translate as well in the cage. When you're watching him live, I want to see more. I want to see all the skills. That's the number one thing I think. um, That like when I took away from my career, I was like, there was times where I fought people that. You know, I was better then, but I just didn't do enough. You know, yeah. and I'm just like, gosh, you go back and you look and all you had to do is just have more output and you would have won you would have won a more convincing fight versus going into a decision. And I think with Adam, he's he's that guy. I think he's so he's so talented, but he's such a technician. That he's like counting strikes in his head as he's fighting probably like boom boom okay, i can't hit him with a good one two i'm up now okay hit him with a leg kick one two again okay i'm up now like he's he's counting i feel like he is so methodical can't do that he he's just counting all the times he's landing strikes i'm up on the judges card i'm up on the judges card you know or, oh i'm down i gotta fight a little bit harder or that didn't look good i know he's in his own mind he just seems like somebody that is just doing that over and over in, in, in the fight and so instead of just fighting off of his instincts and his natural ability, which he has, um, he's he's extremely good. You can just see by the way he moves and all the tools and the weapons he brings. You know, um, I want to just see him let it go. And so um, he's only got one loss in all of his combat sports, kickboxing, boxing and uh MMA.
0: Yeah, man, that one loss is exactly what you're talking about. I think it put a it put a chink in the armor. It it, it put a dent in his confidence. Yeah. You know, that loss to Darren Caldwell, it, it affected him mentally. And he came back that fight he had with Mike Hamill, who we just watched, you know, Mike Hamill came after him. Now he fought a really good fight, but it was a split decision. There was a judge that went with Mike Hamill. I I thought that Adam Borch won the fight, but you know, his next fight was against Eric Sanchez and you're looking, he did not perform the way he should have performed in that fight. That's, that's what you're talking about. And that's part of that, you know, your confidence. You got to get it back. You got to get back to being the guy that was doing all of these beautiful things inside of the cage, the flying knees, the setups, the way that he was moving himself in and out and connecting and getting out. Someone's throwing a counter and it's missing. And he's coming back with a beautiful right hand. That's what we were looking at going. This dude's special. He gets it. So he's got to get, he's got to get that confidence factor back to where it was before the Darian Caldwell loss
1: he Gets back to that guy,
0: it's gonna be hard for people to beat.
1: Yeah, I think everybody has high expectations for him. He just got to get back on track, like you're talking about. So we'll see. Kat Zingano making her return, um, uh, against Olivia Parker. I mean, Kat's just got to get out of her own way. If she can get out there. Of her you own- go, <laughs> she can do it. Look, like I, I want to make sure everyone understands that when we do our show, I I want to be very upfront about look sure i do i am a little bit of a homer for the for the bellator people the bellator fighters but i'm also going to be very critical of them as well you know in terms of what they got to do to make sure that they perform at a level that we know that they all can perform if katie Zangano gets out of her own way and she's in shape if she comes in and has the confidence that we all know she can possess then i think that she's gonna she can have uh, a successful night but can she do that you know it's hard it's hard to go to a new promotion new expectations all those things and i'm sure there's a bump in pay and all the things you know that Bellator's done to, to get her there, and those are those are expectations that you put on yourself as well when you know a promotion is taking a chance on you and bringing you in. So it just adds to it, you know. And she, as long as she has the confidence and displays the confidence in the cage, I, I think she can she can pull this out. I, mean, I,
0: it, it just goes back to that confidence factor because you go back and you look at Cat. Cat was undefeated, you know, as a professional going all the way up. You know her last win before the loss it was against Amanda Nunez go back and you know that fight Amanda was doing you know a good job against Kat and Kat turned it around and ground and pounded her it was either the second or the third round but I'm thinking it was the third round to the point where Amanda was just you know exhausted and uh, couldn't take anymore and the referee stopped the fight but her next fight was the Ronda Rousey fight and that was a fight that she lost in 14 seconds then all of a sudden bad things just start rolling that way she got injured she had some health issues she lost to juliana pena you know and then all of her losses have been you know in that period where it's really it's a confidence issue yeah. it really is it's everything you know that has happened with her and everything she just needs to be who she is because man her grappling her takedowns her wrestling She's a stud man. She has got beautiful positioning. She's slick with inside and outside trips. She does a beautiful head and arm toss. She you know shoots a double or shoots a single. You know she changes levels well. She does it all really well. It's just a matter of she's got to have that confidence. Now her last her last opponent was you know Holloway who is a person no one gets rid of and she didn't get rid of her and in a certain part of the fight that caused her a problem because she actually got mounted in that fight but she worked her way through it and that in in some ways i look and i think that's a good thing it's a good thing that she had to struggle it's a good thing that she had to you know bite down and and grit her way through a section of the fight and then come back and take the fight which she did which uh i think helps her confidence this is a this is a good fight for her to take that next step
1: olivia parker stuff what for three minutes in that fight she was mounted yeah about for a long time during that fight. i remember that
0: yeah and you know it's and that's confidence wise it's how do i get out of this you know and do i do i start to make mistakes that get me in worse trouble so the olivia parker fight that's a, it's a good fight olivia parker in her last fight i think lost her last fight it was an invicta i watched it and you know she lost she made a big mistake her back got taken and she got choked out so she can't make that same mistake against cat she makes the same you know error that she made she didn't learn from it she's going to get choked out by cats
1: and so she needs to come out and perform yeah, yeah. all right well Another uh yo versus dan moret goichi yeah goichi goichi yamauchi i love him, dude he's good yeah
0: his submission game is damer you know damerate fought in the ufc he's fought you know for a while he's He's good. His grappling is good. His wrestling is good. His uh, his submission game is good. You know, he's got a, a belief in his submission game that no one can submit him. He might be facing the guy that can do that.
1: Well, he fought Gilbert Burns. Yeah, he got knocked out by Gilbert. Yeah. maybe no one can submit him.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. We <laughs> will find out because if that's a... You know, I don't see Goichi... You know, Goichi's got this very kind of leota like style if you think about it in the stand-up he's got that karate you know stance kind of thing and uh he's he's really deceiving on his feet but man when he hits the ground and you can look at some of the guys that he has submitted you go i know that guy knows what he's doing i know how good that guy is you know and
1: uh, yeah he's he's good all the way around that, i didn't real i didn't notice i didn't start noticing how good he was until he fought Adam out I mean, of oh. I've just I've seen Adam train with a lot of top black belts and just included all the guys at AK and and, in a lot of people have a fits with him and Goichi mm-hmm. made um, made it look easy. He got to his back from the standing position and was able just to put the hook hooks in and finish. And I was like, wow, this is impressive. He slowly, systematically, uh, just got to the back.
0: It just but, takes inches.
1: Yes, and okay. and I was I was, I was yelling to Adam like. You know, clear the foot out. He's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Two seconds, (laughs) happened. I'm like, yeah, not so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just it's It's those positions, you know. You 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 can't in a in a fight. It's different than training. You got to always be ready for somebody that's you don't know what their game is. You know, yeah. You've got to expect the unexpected. And uh, I think he didn't think. I don't think he realized how strong he was and how much control he had. And his positioning was fantastic. Yep. um, the fight that I'm really looking forward to though is the next one Dalton Rasta and Tony Johnson. Oh, that's
0: a good one. Tony Johnson, he is a tough dude. He's from the AKA. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is he still training there? I'm not sure, but
1: well, they're kind of doing like the I think they're training at DC's place or they're training down at a gym down south a little bit more. And um, they're getting some work in there. AKA has been kind of closed. I think they're they're finally starting to reopen. I think this week they're gonna go, but I mean. You know, there was talks that they, they may just had shut it down. Had this thing went any further, you know, the shutdowns here in California, and so um, now they're I think they're allowed to open at twenty five percent capacity, and everyone's still gotta train with masks on. But I think the fighter training is just locked off and separate. I'm like, I don't know how you're gonna train MMA with with masks on. It's a little tough. Yeah, yeah, could be a little rough sometimes. <laughs> just wearing yeah, the chin strap, so it looks like you're wearing a mask. I don't know. That's a you're you know you're right
0: though. This is a this is a great matchup. The real question is,
1: you know Dalton Rasta has a
0: has an amateur background, golden gloves in boxing and stuff like that. He likes to stand up, but he's got an outstanding wrestling game, and he's got a good submission game. Tony on the feet is tough as hell. He doesn't want to go to the ground with Rasta. He ends up on the ground with Rasta. it's not It's not going well for
1: him. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. He's gotten so much better though at stuff and takedowns. Now I don't know if he can if, if he can stuff one early. I could say I can see him having success on the feet. He's I think Tony Johnson's the better boxer. Even though Dalton Rossa maybe is some golden gloves, whatever. Okay, I get it. But I mean Tony Johnson's good. He's got power. He's got some power. He's got he he lands right on the button. He likes to work the body. And we know Dalton Rossa gets tired. If he can hit the rod, if he can get to the body, I think he can slow Dalton Rossa down. The other-
0: I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna put a halt on that. we know Dalton Rossa gets tired. He did. And now that he's been at ATT he has not so things have changed for him and you're training with people well, that you know a little bit better a little bit more understanding of things he went that three rounds in his last fight Who's his last fight Tyke Gwerder, wasn't it
1: yeah and he didn't fight at a very fast pace there john
0: i didn't say it was a, the fastest pace but he didn't get tired
1: no, no i understand what you're saying uh he he didn't get tired but he also didn't have a lot of output though neither one of them did remember Ty Gwerder just stood in the center and didn't really do a whole lot until the third when he realized he was behind <laughs> started trying to come after him um look i think i think if tony can get to the body but the problem is Don ross is not a, he's not a super tall guy what is he 5 11, 6 foot yeah you know so i mean tony's gonna have to reach down a little bit to hit to the body <laughs> you know i mean tony doesn't seem tall but he's like got a little bit of a longer and lanky body style 6 2 so i mean overall though are they're they fighting at 170 or 185
0: no, one eighty-five.
1: Because I don't think that Tony Johnson's been at one eight one seventy since. He I, has
0: a better one seventy forever,
1: longest time. Yeah. So yeah, this this should, to me, it's going to be a good fight. Can Dalton, Will Dalton Ross to try to stand? If he does, I think he's going to be in trouble. And how much can Tony Johnson make him work for the takedowns? That's the other part. So that'll open up the boxing. Tony's got to be careful throwing some kicks. He's been working some kicks and stuff as well, but I don't know how much he's going to utilize them. Though he likes to, he's fallen in love with his power in his hands. So, but uh, you know we'll see I, I think the card is good you know cody law is a young up-and-coming guy everyone's talked about him he's out of att you know even um uh you know dan like, lambert yeah dan lambert had stopped this and said like he's really the best guy we have in the gym that's up and coming not the best guy in the gym yeah, yeah. i make sure i'm clear on that
0: they, he's our best up-and-comer
1: our best up-and-comer so um you know that was good i like to hear that as well and uh that made me feel good. Like, you know, when I started watching, I was like, oh, wow, he does a lot of good things. And so there were some good things he had seen him done in his last two fights. And, you know, and for him to have his pro debut in Bellator, that that said a lot about how, how much cloud is around him and how much uh, people are looking to see him fight. Yep, it does. Um, as far as the rest of the card, I mean, we're going to, you know, play it out and see what happens. But I think, I think honestly, those top five fights are the ones that you really are going to want to see. And I, I would enjoy watching uh,
0: also Caspell and... Lugo, Jornel Lugo, Jornel Lugo's good. Caspells just durable. Yeah. He's, he's got good wrestling. He's got a good submission game. He's tall and long for the division, but Jornel Lugo, man, he moves. He moves so well inside of the cage. His footwork is outstanding. He throws in combinations. He's good. Sure. That's going to be a tough fight for Cass.
1: Oh, well, John, where do you put this card? Like last week's card was good. You know, for Bellator, last week's card was good. Uh, Next week's card is good, but the May seventh card now, because a lot of people. So that's what people. This card had a lot of good fights on it originally, and then we had some COVID situations, and so they bumped some of those fights over to the May seventh card to give people time to heal or not heal, but you know, get healthy and and you know and see how they're feeling before their fight. So that May seventh card is stacked now. I know. I love it. Tons and tons of fights. Man, I mean, like, you've got Juan Archuleta, Sergio Pettis, Anthony Johnson, Juul Romero, Patchy Mix, James Gallagher, Logan Storley, Killes Mota, Petriki, Peter Queeley. That card is stacked. Stots and Hill. Dude, Stotts and Hill. Then you got Johnny Eblin against Daniel Madrid. Jeez, man. Henry mo- Corrales versus Keith Lee. Come on. That thing is stacked. It's awesome. Weber Almeida and Soto, though. Like, you've got all these cards and all these fights on here. I'm mean, like, bro, you guys could have shared the wealth a little bit to someone. Of- <laughs> stacks <laughs> from the top to bottom. Yeah. Damn. Uh, anyways, hey, I'm pumped for that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a bomb card. But this card, so this card, uh, kind of got lightened up a little bit because we had um, some of them. You know, just some people got still in. a good card. It's still a good card. it's still got some good matchups. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it, was, it's, it was. It's
0: all about. It comes down to this, Josh. As a fighter, do you go out and perform? Yeah. Do you go out to put on a show. Do you go out to impress and and not worry about taking chances or do you go out trying to say uh, i don't want to make a mistake that's the difference
1: yeah hmm, i don't know uh, Excuse i hope me, did you I- just yawn that's a drink lack of oxygen, <laughs> lack of oxygen my brain uh i'm just I'm, I'm look i'm just pumped for these all these fighters because like i was trying to talk about on the broadcast on friday is a lot of my success came on the Showtime network. Yeah. You know, and so it just was people not realizing this is your opportunity. You have a home now. You are on a big platform. And the potential of like, hey, you want to, you should be wanting to impress them so much that for when we do have an opportunity to go to CBS, big time CBS, that you're one of the fighters that they put on that card. You know, and that's the thing. like, Because look, if you're not in that conversation of excitement, Then you're not going to make that card. And that's like where, that's where everyone, that's where your sponsors, that's when you start making another 10, 15 grand in sponsors. I mean, when I was on Showtime, I was killing it in terms of money wise and sponsors. I mean, I know that we've set back from that now a little bit. You know, it's not what it would be. And, but I, I think it can get back. I think it can get back, especially now after the year that the 2020 year that we had. Right now, companies, you know, they allot a certain amount of money. For their um, sponsors and for their uh, marketing, and they're gonna have to use that money sometime around September, October. You know, otherwise they got to pay tax on whatever they have left in the bank. Yep. And so they're gonna look to push it all out there because the the uh, to be real, it, the, it's relatively unknown. Like people don't know what they're gonna, how much further they're gonna go with this thing and dragging it on. So sometime around the end of summer, when things start hopefully officially opening, everything start fully opening back up. Companies are going to be like, okay, look, let's start jumping right into our marketing dollars to start pumping our businesses back up. So they're going to look to spend money on a lot of places that they did not before over the last year. So I think that it's going to be good for these fighters. They need to understand this is their opportunity and their chance to go out there and perform. And you only get one chance to make that impression, that first impression on a network to new fans. These are all new people. But just imagine that these are all new people. I mean, how many people did we get in, the, in our comment section, John? talking about i only i'm only here to watch bellator because because of you because of so what? it better be good <laughs> and we didn't disappoint you know we didn't disappoint bellator did i shouldn't say we bellator yeah, did we had did, nothing to do with it. the athletes did, didn't disappoint what are you talking about we did great on the broadcast okay like that okay john you better, you better <laughs> give us some credit we did wonderful i <laughs> shut your mouth right? You know, as brogan would say you shut your mouth shut your (laughs) mouth i love it it's one of my favorite lines oh man oh man you shut your mouth talking to me (laughs) (laughs) that and listen louder oh that's the greatest one ah dave just got it (laughs) so ridiculous
2: freaking like
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah you just that was
0: good, Dave. That was a good input right there. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous.
1: yeah. I
2: was going to say some things, not just to say it Okay. All right.
1: Well, hey, I mean, uh, you know, like, it's not, it won't be the best card out of the four that we asked. It might be. Watch.
0: Just like we talk about other cards when, you know, you look, you go, doesn't seem like it's
1: going to be the best one. It might end up being the very best one. Yeah, it might be a sleeper a good one. There you go. There's some good it's fights fun. in there. You know, the Moret and Yamauchi fight. Kat. That's a great fight. Uh, the Jeremy Kennedy and Adam Boric and the Dalton Rasta and Tony Johnson, I think, are the two. And you're saying Caspell and Lugo. Those three fights on the undercard could steal the show a little bit. You know yep. what fights to keep an eye out. So if you guys want to tune in on Friday night to Showtime, check it out and um, see see which, see if we were right in terms of which fights may steal the night. So is this one not free on YouTube like the last. This one, one is not free on YouTube. This one is not free. Four ninety nine, I believe. Four ninety nine, I believe, is what it is so check it out we had a lot of people in our comments say they they bought showtime because the show was so good so i feel i feel happy
0: i'm being honest i'm you know and i'm not i'm not being a homer i don't watch much tv (laughs) yes but there's certain programs i i would watch i love shameless it's on showtime it's one of the greatest shows ever man you got to watch it billions is outstanding it's good too so they got good stuff to watch and then if you like boxing you got show boxing too so that's good
1: what is what's billions about because everybody i talk to says that they really love that show it's about a
0: uh, an investor a guy named bobby axelrod who he's a billionaire and he's he's ruthless he will destroy you to uh get where he wants to get but he's you know sometimes good to people and stuff like that but you know He's dirty at times, too. So it's all about him. And then this uh, ends up being a, a district attorney, a federal attorney, and trying to get after him. And he's dirty as hell, too. Anyway, so he's no better.
1: No. But it's good. It really is. The characters are great. I'm foaming at the mouth to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I love it. Uh, if you want
2: to get your $5 worth, of, you got to watch Dexter. Dex, Dexter? Dexter. Oh,
1: Dexter was great i've never seen dexter are you kidding man
0: no, you, a serial killer that only kills other serial
1: killers it's awesome yeah, <laughs> it was really good i have i have um never seen seinfeld
0: i know you kill oh. me with that i did oh. i did introduce you to master of your,
1: your master domain of though and then I, I, the only one that i've the only one that I, i've watched a couple don't get me wrong but the one that i remember the most is the soup nazi Oh, it's funny. And then the Master of Your Domain was pretty good because the Kramer, when he walked out of the out of the room, he's like, "I'm out." (laughs) Fucking great! It was awesome. Um, Yeah, but then like I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy. I haven't seen any Seinfeld. I haven't seen Ice. I've never seen Dexter. See all those?
0: Every one of them is when I was sitting in airports or on planes. That's what that's what
2: I would watch.
1: Interesting.
2: And the Billions. Nope. They do not have iPads in the 70s, though, John? Oh, man. Listen <laughs> what a to you.
1: Jerk. What a jerk. Yeah. I love, it. I, love I, it. I
0: would actually be offended if I could understand what the hell you said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have iPads in the seventies. Uh, oh, man. All right. Well, hey, let's talk about the UFC. Let's jump right into this as let's well. Let's do it. Let's-
0: Martin Vittori against Kevin Holland. That's a good fight, I think. I really, I, But I think right now, Marvin Vittori... He has stepped up. He has gotten way better. You know, his performance against Jack Hermanson was really just outstanding, I thought, you know, because he was, he, he was winning it. Hermanson was coming on in the third round, and he lost it, and it was about that fourth round, and he was starting to lose that one, and he turned it on. He, he switched it around, and he took that, that round and then took the fifth round. He's a good fighter. He, is, he has improved so much under Rafael Cordero in Kings MMA. Everything about his his game is better. And he's a handful. And if Kevin Holland decides he wants to talk during this fight, it's going to be a bad mistake. He just needs to get busy and get after him.
1: Do you remember the fight with um, Leota Machida and Rashad Evans? Yeah. You remember right before Rashad lost, how he was kind of like talking to lioto as he's getting hit and clipped i just yes. imagine things like that for kevin holland yeah just completely you know like just kept talking was kind of like shaking it off like while that was all happening and this could end up being something like that and that was one of the most like nasty knockouts. oh it was a nasty
0: knockout because that was one that people actually got to see what happens to a fighter and sometimes their eyes what they do
1: you know they must People's not old- proud when uh carl uno lost to bj Penn. <laughs> that was another one That was a nasty one There's been a lot One eye's looking this way, one eye's looking that way and yep. looked half asleep, half awake yep. That was bad um, Overall, though, will be like, look Kevin Holland with the reach, the length All the things that he needs to just touch him And stick and move and stay on the outside As long as he can stay off his back, I think he can win If he can stay off his back Keep his back off the fence, take the center of the cage And just snap the jab he Just fight at a distance, I think he beats him but I don't think he can do that.
0: I don't think he's going to.
1: I don't think so. And I,
0: again, I like Kevin. I think he's fun to watch. It's just right now with what I saw out of his last fight, nothing tells me that that fight is something that's going to change in this one. His, uh, his mentality and the way he's going about the fights needs to change. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to talk. I don't, that
1: doesn't bother me
0: in the least. But if you're
1: talking instead of fighting, there's a problem. What is the what's going through the UFC's mind right now, giving him another main event after what just
0: happened? I, you know, that's the one. You know, especially after Dana made his comments about mental breakdown and stuff. You look and you go, wow, and you're gonna put him in another main event. It's they lost they lost their guy, and so they needed somebody, and he stepped up and said, I'll take it. And they went, all right, let's
1: do it. And just you know, call Big Mouth see if he wants to take the fight. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, but I think there was a stern conversation. Like, we don't mind. I, there, had, there had to be. Right? Like, hey, we don't yeah. mind giving you this opportunity, but you need to fight. Okay? We're all cool can- shenanigans, whatever, but you need to fight.
0: Yeah, I can't have you doing what you did in that Brunson fight. It didn't look good for you. It didn't look good for us. And I just, you know, you have the talent to go out there and be a great fighter. You've already proven that, so just go
1: do that. Well, for me, Vittoria doesn't get any closer to a title shot, though, if he beats Holland yeah but vittori's stuck he was stuck what's he gonna do say no <laughs> i get it He's already put in yeah. the whole camp and he's fighting yep. some short notice yep style of fight though too which is kind of you know shitty you know i would Darren until he could have stood you know basically like stood toe-to-toe with well him. he knew he- yeah but with with holland just why even stand there toe-to-toe with him you're longer than me you got a longer jab you're probably faster than me i mean like he's gonna have to wrestle that you gotta go through a training camp preparing your body to wrestle a little bit or mixing it up more i don't think he was gonna do that with till i think he was gonna stand with till and make it a, a dog fight you know
0: uh, i don't know I, I was thinking he was gonna try to take till off his feet
1: i think so
0: sure everyone that does has had success so.
1: well i mean we talked a little bit about this card the other day um for me the other fight that i'm really interested in on this card is I know you are you like the Allen-Yussef fight. I love Arnold Allen. Okay, let's talk on that real quick because I'm going to get into the McKenzie Dern, which everybody else wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, the Arnold Allen. No
0: one gives respect to this guy. I don't get it, man. He's 16-1. and one. He is good, man. I mean, he's good everywhere. You take a look at his fights, and he's beaten a lot of big names. You know, some guys that, you know, are, you know, like Gil, you know, he beat Gil Melendez, and you know, Gil's getting towards the end of his career when he did and stuff. But he got wins over Mads Burnell, who I think is a, a fun fighter to watch and everything. He hasn't had a loss in you know so long. He has come into the UFC and he has remained undefeated his entire time there. So he's good, man, and and he's fighting a a, a really tough, athletic, fast fighter. And, you know, Yusuf, but I just don't think that Sadiq gets it done against Allen. know something think? about that guy. I don't think he does. I think Arnold Allen wins the fight. How? Takes him down? How? Yeah. He's got it he, all kinds of ways, man. He's good everywhere. And that's the real question. He doesn't have to work at getting him down. That's not his way of doing it. He gets you down by just continuing to put pressure on you, blasting you with shots, good movement, making you miss. And then you know one of the shots is going to end up putting you down and then he's on top of you and then he's beating the shit out of you in the top position.
1: That's how he wins. You know how Yusuf is
0: yeah I do. He's athletic, but I've watched him get tired too.
1: But speed though will sometimes make people hesitant on just putting pressure. Yeah. You know, so I mean the speed uh Yusuf's got to make sure that he's using his speed Early and often, and without getting himself tired, but he's got yeah. to remind him with a couple of big power shots in there and use the speed. Catch, catch him flinching, make him you know hesitant to just jump in because as we saw or as we were talking about with Ryan Bader and the Machida, the speed plays a huge factor when you you're you get frustrated. Will Arnold get fru- uh, Will he get frustrated? You know, and so we'll that's see. The,
0: that's the question. It's a good good matchup. Yeah. Either guy can win it. It's uh, both are quality fighters, so it's going to be a. A, a neat fight to watch i think great a great i think that's I co-main right yes yeah
1: yeah you yeah. know what else For, is a neat fight mckenzie Dern and uh, nina Ansaroff. <laughs> it I mean, is yeah. we yeah. talked
0: about it i think that's a great fight and from what i've seen of mckenzie and what she is doing in the gym man she looks good you know and no one i don't care who it is there's no fighter in the 125 pound division that goes i want to go to the ground with no. you're crazy if you do no she's just that talented she's done it her entire life
1: top level jiu-jitsu people don't even want to go to the ground with her no so, yeah absolutely not uh Nina, that's the thing when you're fighting somebody like a mckenzie dern you know that your style has to be stick and move never stand. never plant your feet in front of them because if there's one opportunity to take down it could be over that quick.
0: keep your back off the fence
1: yeah yep, yep. Yeah, you is in the, you don't want to be in the clinch at all because it doesn't matter. Like if they just drop down on a leg, or if they, you know, they snatch the leg and then drop down on it from there, it doesn't matter. It can be any way that they want to try leg scissor take down. They can just do anything they want because they know you're not going to jump on top of them. You know what I mean? Majority of the time, like you, you go with someone like I remember that's how it was with Jacare when he first came into strike force. Everyone's like, oh man. Like I'm not getting that guy's guard. You know, people like it didn't matter what Jacques Cray did. Like if your ground game is that good, people are like, "Man, I don't care." Like I'm staying away from you, even though even if you fall down, you slip it through. <laughs> you know, Shrember used to throw head kicks all the time. Yeah. Even if he fell down, he knew that no one would jump into his guard. You know, when he was fighting in Pride, and I was, I get the same vibe and the feeling with Mackenzie Dern. You right. know, these, these girls are afraid. They're afraid to jump into her guard. They don't want to try and they know they'll probably get finished from that. Or they'll get swept, and then they'll get mounted, and then they'll get armbarred, or they'll just get their head ripped off. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, I
0: mean, but when you take a, you know, and you look at, I'm trying to think of who was the, it wasn't Mackenzie's last fight. It was one. Of, she had an armbar finish. I'm trying to. Um, Ronda Marcos. Oh, Ronda Marcos. That was exactly who it was. Man, you you go back and take a look at that armbar and the way that she manipulated it how she changed the angle of it just everything and that's what tells you god damn she's she's light years ahead of everyone in that
1: division on the ground yeah. she's that good is it the one she tucked in her armpit yep yeah she's good man yeah. she is good she's a good grappler you mess around a little bit too long and you can end up going to the oh. hospital <laughs> yep. uh, that's danger danger Danger, young Robinson. Danger. That's nasty. That's how I want to do the podcast, dude. <laughs> and then she still, she, oh, did she finish that with the uh, foot in?
0: Oh, she finished that one. She had the, she just had the one, uh, one foot cross the head. And the other one was uh, kind of flailing in between the legs, I think. And she just stuck it behind her uh, arm and.
1: Oh, man. She's a stud little hammer fist to the face too let's see i would do that to podcast it <laughs> just to, and you know and from there i'd hit him in the belly also just to let him remind remind him yeah she's good man she's she's he is. and i do like a lot of the work that she's doing over at ruka, Spor- uh, ruka sports in the gym there with uh perillo jason perillo yeah yeah she's doing a great job she's been working getting a lot of work and i talked to uh well it's like- funny it's both of them
0: yeah because this is nina's fight back from having her daughter and so she hasn't fought since, what, 2019 or so? And, you know, McKenzie has uh,
1: a baby, too. So they both, these are two moms fighting. It's awesome. But here's the thing. When Mackenzie came into the, into the UFC, I honestly was like, she's not taking this shit serious. Missing no, me,
0: I thought the same thing, too.
1: Things. And then she had, then like she got, I think it's almost as soon as she got pregnant and had a baby. It was like, oh, wow, I have to take care of somebody else. Let me get focused for a second. And it was yeah, it was great. It, it might have been that loss, you
0: know, it might Amanda have been Hibis,
1: well against Amanda Hibis. you know, where she was
0: unable to get her to the ground for most of it, and it was just not her night. And then it's like I got I got to learn how to be, uh, you know, at least effective in the standup. And she's not only become effective, she's become damn good. Got it. But she's attacking. So.
1: You know, there's one thing that's kind of thrown me off a little bit is that we haven't heard one iota of. Mike Perry, from this car. <laughs> anything about him? But she's kind of scares me. There's no hype around it. There's like, who's in this corner? That's the one thing I want to know. Are you make more- him question Mike Perry. You make a little extra cash. Come on, buddy. Uh, I still want my percentage, bud. Twenty percent. I'll take ten though. Just and uh he's having a baby, right? Yeah, his girlfriend was pregnant. He's having a baby. Huh? I think he did. Oh, he did. Oh, he did have the baby. oh his
0: girlfriend did have the baby.
1: Well, tip my hat to him, buddy. You know, hopefully, he has a good performance, gets a win. Oh, yep, there it is. There you go. There you go. See? Congratulations, Mike Perry. Yep. Some good stuff. Good. I mean, like I said, we haven't heard anything about him. So, uh, probably since he had the other baby, he probably got no sleep.
0: That's because he's busy now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no time to screw around. What about Sam Alvey and
0: Julian, the Cuban Missile Crisis Marquez, Mr. Hannah Montana? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love me some Sam Alvey, man. I love guys that have that type of personality and smile. He's and such
0: a good guy.
1: Around. First time I saw him fight was in um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I think that was the same night, Lando Venato. Land, Lando Venato?
0: Lando Venato against uh, Tony uh, Ferguson.
1: I was sitting K-Shide fucking, I wasn't sitting the whole fight because it was such a damn good fight. Yeah, that was such a good fight. Um, yeah, I was good, man. And then the, I saw him fight that night as well. He was the first time I ever seen him. I was like, who is this clown? Always smiling and laughing. It kind of reminds me of me. <laughs> Ball, But it's great stuff, man. He's, uh, he's good. Uh, what do you think?
0: I think it's just going to be a fun fight because Sam's got power. People, you know, they look at him and they think, oh, he's goofy. He's got the, you know, he'll will put the smiley face on the back of his head and things like that. He's got his he's got his wife in his corner, which she does a great job for him. So you know, they, they go through it together. He's slowed down some, and Marquez has got power, but Sam's good. He's a he's a, he's that typical, you know, that that redheaded guy who you know he's not the great. He just but he never quits, and he's mean, or, mean as a junkyard dog. He may not look like he is, but he is.
1: What what do you got got against redheads, man? I
0: love redheads, man. That's the best. What I'm saying, man. They're they're just tougher than hell. Oh. Okay, you go to go to wrestling tournaments. Who's the kid you don't want to wrestle? The redhead.
1: (laughs) What's that? We always used to say things about redheaded kids on this podcast because I'll get canceled. brutal man anytime i wrestled a redhead kid they had just this different type of strength we called it something else but yeah i think you guys all know where i'm going with this Farmer strength yes it was yeah like okay, that's one word for it but yeah it was uh it was the like, they'd grab your wrist they would control you you're like oh yeah see that guy warming up you're like i'm gonna smash that kid no never worked out that way
0: no never
1: never did but,
0: so i think it's gonna be fun you know marquez had a had a comfort behind victory in his last fight that was exciting he did a great job he does have power in his hands. Sam has been getting hurt more and more in the stand-up with some of the shots, but if he lands, he can definitely hurt you. So I think, yeah, I honestly think, I think the fight's going to end one way or the other. Someone's going to be uh, on the canvas while the other guy's sitting on top of the cage.
1: Sean, you really went on a limb there, huh? Some way the fight's going to end one way or the other. Very good, very in-depth perspective there, buddy. Well, if you want me
0: to pick someone, is that what you're asking? You want the pick?
1: no no i don't want to pick i'm just laughing you okay. really give us well of course getting in one way or the other <laughs> great technical little breakdown buddy um the thing with him is that he just sam alvey just doesn't make the adjustments I, he has a style in his mind he's gonna walk forward throw some punches try to get you out of there but he doesn't make adjustments throughout the fight and that's going to be well, marquez his... is hittable and yeah he is hardly hittable but it, that's his downfall, though. Sam Alvey's downfall is that he doesn't try to mix it up, doesn't try to wrestle a lot. A whole I agree. Stays on the feet, and uh, I think if he tried to mix up, even if you're not going to threat, even if you're not going to get the takedown, at least threaten a little bit, it opens up your stand up a lot more.
0: How many fights has Sam Alvey had in the UFC?
1: Oh, I don't know, but he's thirty three, fourteen, and one. I I would bet he's had twenty fights in the UFC.
0: I don't know exactly,
1: but so he's making probably a total of ten grand now. <laughs> that's horrible. Maybe uh, 15 because they gave him 5,000. No
0: no one would have looked at Sam and, and, and someone says, that guy's had 20 fights
1: in the UFC. People would go, you're full of shit because yeah. he's too happy. He's the guy that I'd probably try to pick a fight with at the bar. <laughs> That's it. Whoop your ass. And then you're like, two seconds. No, actually, he's redheaded. No, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. The whole thing. Uh, all right. Well, hey, let's talk about the one. One fighting championships. We got our... Boys, man, Demetrius Johnson, Eddie Alvarez on the card. Yeah. Both, of them, both of them, I believe, are fighting for the title, correct? Both. Yes. Yep. Adriano Moraes and Eddie Alvarez is fighting Lurie. I can't even say it. Lapicas. <laughs> okay. Um DJ. Uh, look, are we just or should we just have the conversation about DJ being the GOAT?
0: Yeah. No, you <laughs> could definitely
1: put him there. He's in that conversation. He's, he's Yes, he is. We we have had this conversation several times. But um I f- I feel like I always miss him. I miss I miss the conversation. I miss having him in the conversation. I wish he would have went to 35 and fought uh He's too small. I know, but I would I think I honestly believe he would have had some success against uh TJ Dillashaw. It's, you know?
0: I don't know. I mean, okay. Go go back and watch Dominic Cruz against DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Different fight. That's and that's where you look and you go, you know, he's Demetrius is maybe five two. He's not a big guy. Five one, five two. He is small. Yeah. You know, and so the one twenty fives, that's the perfect weight for him to fight at. I know it's he's one thirty five with one, but they're doing it where you don't Supposedly do the weight cut and stuff like that. You know, the guy he's fighting, uh, Marais, is good. Adriano's good. And I think he's the champion there, right? This is for yeah. the championship because what DJ had won before was
1: their tournament title. And this is the title for uh,
0: their weight. So,
1: yeah, one was for the tournament title. And then one was this will be for the actual title. Yeah.
0: So, I if mean- you look at it, DJ smokes him. 99 times out of 100. I'm
1: sorry. If he gets it to the ground on the feet. It becomes, on the feet is trouble. On the feet is a problem. Yeah. And and, and nothing has DJ stand up at all. He's no. got, he puts it together better than anybody. And that's been proven time and time again. The thing is, though, is that those guys in one, they are all just snipers on the feet. All of the small guys. All of them. All of them. And they will they will take two shots to give one because they know they could just put your lights out. It doesn't make a difference. They're all very, very good. Yeah. So, I mean, DJs, obviously, I think, look, as soon as DJ starts touching the legs and able to get a takedown or two, I mean, this guy may never get back up. And he won't be the same fighter when he gets back up either.
0: Well, nobody has finished him, ever. You know, he's, he's lost by decisions. I think split decision twice. I think unanimous once, but, you know, nobody's ever finished him, so he uh he's good but on the ground dj is slick yeah he's good and he does some really just you you watch the the transition from one thing to then what he he forces people to, to end up going going the direction that he wants them to and that's when he starts to catch things so
1: well when i when i was working for one uh, years ago i had tra- i did a lot of training with matt hume and uh, rich franklin when are out there because they, they work for the company as well. And we were, you know, doing some grappling, you know, after weigh ins, you'd all get together and just kind of grapple together. And you know, some of the people that work for the promotion, they would all come and join us. But uh, Matt Hume, he is very good coach, yep. and you can just see the way like he was talking to me about, like, he's all he would, he would tell DJ, pass the guy's guard one time, he's like, once you pass, hold him there for a little bit. And then put yourself back into half guard, and then pass it again. He's like, and once that happens, he's like, they won't—they will just stop trying to defend or trying to stop you from passing anymore. They're just gonna let you pass. And sure as shit, you start watching some of your old—I uh, start watching some old uh, older fights of DJs, and he would pass and start letting the guy put him back in. And he'd pass again real quick, so like almost like letting the guy get him back into half guard, and then he would just finish the pass. He'd like push the knee back by and get to side control. And then after two times or three times of that, the guy stopped trying to get back to half guard or guard. He just succumbed to what they were doing. he's a uh Matthew's a phenomenal coach and d j is very intelligent we've seen it throughout his career that's probably why he didn't go to thirty five because he's intelligent and so <laughs> that was that's really what it comes down to is he's making sure that he has a long career continues to provide for his family and uh good stuff man i mean like this is gonna be a good fight um I don't know anything about Lur- Lurie louri or whatever so but I just know that, yeah Lurie that eddie needs to he needs to make sure he's back on track with utilizing his wrestling and his 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 striking he got into this um i guess slightly after right around the bodog time he stopped being like a little bit of a wrestler he started becoming an anti-wrestler and then boxer because he started working a lot of boxing uh, professionals in boxing and so he started falling in love with his power you know in the bellator days as well and it was just like Bro, you, you've got so many tools. He's got so many weapons. And, I mean, talk to Frankie Yeager, talk to any of the guys over at Mark Henry's place or at uh, Ricardo Almeida's, and they're just like, man, he was so good on the ground. He's phenomenal on the ground. But you never think that because he hardly ever uses it. But he's good on the ground. He's got good wrestling. He's got, he's got one hell of a sprawl to stop takedowns as well. you know. But uh, he just never utilizes it. He stands on the feet and uses it and exchanges punches. So he's a phenomenal fighter. We got to, but we do have to start incorporating. Oh, let's talk about Eddie's comments. And that was another. We talked about Demetrius Johnson being in the GOAT conversation, but Eddie's in the GOAT conversation for the weight class, not overall. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. He, he okay. should be considered one of the top guys in 155 to ever do it. He was the, I, I don't know if he was the Bodog champion. I don't, you're, you and I, are, I don't think he was. I don't think nope. he was. And then, nope. and then he was the Bellator champion. But uh, he was
0: in Dream. And
1: was he the dream champion i thought he lost oh, to uh yeah, i think he lost the,
0: the finals.
1: Yeah, he, he beat he beat
0: joaquin and
1: that was a fuck kawajiri fight. the joaquin hansa fight was one of the nasty oh it was a good fight walkouts but he lost um i think he lost
0: the final one in that he had beaten uh, joaquin and then kawajiri and then I, he lost to aoki
1: I think. yeah he lost but the reverse hill hook yeah. I was watching that. I was glued to the TV watching that fight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. That was- but if you, you know, you can look at Eddie
0: saying, "If I win the one, that that means I was the Bellator champion, the UFC champion, then the one champion, I am the greatest 155 pound fighter of all time." He's in. The- uh, I, I would say that he is the most accomplished 155 pounder.
1: He's bulldog. Let, let's
0: just be. Bulldog. Let's just
1: be. He was the bulldog welterweight champion. Welterweight, yep. Welterweight. By the way, well, he lost it to he lost to Nick Thompson. He lost it to Nick Thompson, so he was the champion. Okay. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal, man. I mean, <clears throat> he's been doing it for a long time, and this is the one thing that, and I will always um, support what he his decisions he's made. He is the guy that always went where the money was, and I'm when I tell fighters, don't care what organization you're in. The money will follow you as long as you keep winning. Just keep doing it. He's walking proof. This guy's lined his pockets at all the – he was with Elite XE. He was with Bellator. He's with Bell Bodog. He was, you know, he's with the UFC. Now he's with one. Dream. He's, he's Yeah, Dream. I mean, he's he's a higher gut. He'll go to the highest bidder, and I got to tell you, he's made some very, very smart decisions over his his lifespan. He's and got so, baby's mouths to feed, babe. <laughs> ones he's got four i believe right yeah four. he finally got his girl i think that's why he stopped <laughs> i think his wife wanted a girl he's got three boys and a girl what a stud uh, i think he's one of my favorite fighters You know and but I- but you got to look and say you know most accomplished
0: i'd go with it i'd say he's definitely uh, probably the most accomplished based upon the titles that he's won in all these different organizations but then i got to go back and i got to look and say look at the fight he had with connor and that was when connor was coming up and he was the lightweight champion yeah just wasn't able to form so and if i was going to take eddie and i'm going to put him against and he's had he his two fights against michael chandler i loved. they were fantastic i did the second one man and it was an awesome display by both guys but if you say all right i'm going to put eddie alvarez and habib uh, in a match who are you going to take
1: yeah, I'm going to take Khabib.
0: Okay. And so that's my problem. That, and it's that's not putting Eddie down in any way, but most accomplished,
1: I'm 100% behind.
0: The greatest of all time, I'm probably not
1: Yeah, but work. I guess for me, right, I look at it in terms of uh, there's not a lot of... Uh, Khabib, I guess Khabib, did, he didn't do it long enough. That's the that's knock on it. That will be the knock on it, is that he didn't do it long enough. That's that 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 will be the knock on that and the Connor thing. Of course, he didn't do it long enough. He had what one or two fights at lightweight, you know. He he's had what two fights, three fights at lightweight, you know. The rest of him been at one seventy or one, you know, one forty five. So it, it's the knock is is that the same thing with him? Is that he didn't do it long enough either? Really in that division, Eddie's done it from welterweight, but he majority of it's been at lightweight. But he's done it at welterweight, as a champion at Bodog, and then he was the champion. I want to say was he the champion at Elite XE also? Uh no no elite xc but might until uh i think strike force kind of took it over so like then i think he went to boda or he went to uh bellator he went before yeah that. i i think he was the i think he was the elite xc champion good question <laughs> so i mean like yeah you're talking elite x if he is the champion if he was the champion God, it's been so long if he's, been, <laughs> he's i know freaking old as hell um, if he was the champion of Elite X E, he was the Bulldog champion, Elite X E champion, you know, Beltor champion. I mean,
0: no, he was not. He, was he wasn't not, even at a, a Elite X E.
1: He was at Elite X E. Show nope. X right there, Elite Elite Challenger Series. Yep, he was it's at a catchweight, not... one sixty five. Yeah, I don't think that's Elite X E. Show X E was Elite X E. Oh, okay, that was a that was like their their Challenger Series. Okay
0: yeah that that wasn't a championship
1: fight. no it wasn't no but I, yeah. I mean like he's in the conversation like for the most the most oh, he's been a
0: fantastic fighter
1: throughout his career
0: and like i said he's had some wars and come out of those things and you look and go man you can't have any more than he goes right back and does another
1: yeah so good stuff all right well i mean they, they fight on april 7th so if you guys can tune in and watch that i believe it's on tnt correct tnt yeah tnt so if you guys have that go ahead and tune in on that I'll be watching because I want to see. The-
0: you're getting Demetrius Johnson and Eddie Alvarez for free.
1: Why are you not going to watch? Not I'll gonna- be watching. I will be watching. I will be. Yes, I will. Um, what else we got there? Oh, sorry. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code in, and they'll give you a little extra spending cash on us. Thank us later. Pat us on the back. Next time you see us, if you win some bets, hey, let me know. I I know that the um there's some ga- The March Madness now is officially over. Over? Well, no more yeah. basketball to gamble on. Is it over as of today? Yeah, Today's Gonzaga. All yeah, stars. Gonzaga against Baylor. We leave tomorrow, but this will drop on Wednesday morning, I believe. So. Got it. Really early because we're leaving. John just ruined the fact that we filmed this two days early.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just did. You're right.
0: I was trying to think, man. I screwed
2: you know, that up. But you had to go see
1: Adelaide. Well, no, they had, people would have caught on. They're not stupid. Our fans are not stupid. That's why they watch us, and not Ariel in DC. Okay, so <laughs> just remember that. All right, so go to yeah mybookie.ag uh, and use the promo code Wayne in. They'll give you a little extra cash on anything you want to gamble on. So there's some things coming up, I believe. You got the fights. Good. Plenty of fights coming up for sure. Lots know. of fights. Lots of them. Lots and lots and lots. Um, all right, let's get into some news. This is let's the fight. Do it. This is honestly when they put this fight together, I was like, hell yeah! Is hell all- yeah? Korean Zombie and Dan Ige. Dan Ige will stand in front of you and trade. He's also a smart fighter. He's gonna have a hard time getting Korean Zombie down, and I don't know if he wants to get hit by Korean Zombie either. But it does make for a good fight because they're gonna meet in the middle, and just start throwing. And someone's gonna probably gonna be wake, woken up or counting the the lights on the ceiling at the end of this whole thing. So I'm I honestly when they announced that fight, I was like, oh hell yeah! This is oh good. hell yeah! It's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, it's a it is a good fight. But and you could go back to you know Ige's fight against uh, Calvin that was a hell of a fight they, they, they were warned, and Ige's just tough as nails and so I look at it that's uh that's one of those ones you look and yeah Ige's confidence in my opinion has taken a step up because he's had the win after the uh to cater. zombie is still in that position where I think he's a little bit down off of the uh, lost Ortega he was very uh disappointed in his performance when he shouldn't have been. He fought super hard. He just fought a guy that technically beat him, and uh sometimes that happens. But the fight with him and Danny Gaye, that's a good one. You're right. That's a good fight.
1: Well 50k Egay, baby. The thing with both of them is that neither one of them are technicians.
0: No, they're brawlers at times.
1: Yeah, Danny is just a gritty, hard-nosed fighter who just goes out there and does everything he can to get a win. You know, he reminds me a little bit of, like, a John Fitch. You know, somebody like that. Somebody who just, I mean, yeah. John wrestled a little bit more. But I'm saying, like, John wrestled a lot more. He's, he's a grinder. He's somebody that goes out there and gets it done. Is Danny. Again.
0: Yeah, uh, but you go back, and you, if you remember uh, the Korean Zombies' first fight against Leonard Garcia.
1: Yes, I do remember that. Oh, that was in the WEC. God
0: damn, that was a good fight. You know, we talk about fights all the time, and that one gets passed over as far as, you know, well, what, what's a fight that you would tell people that you're just watching MMA for the first time? There's a fight. Go watch the Korean Zombie and Leonard Garcia. So they beat the shit out of each other. What a great I, fight.
1: I, I would say that fight. I would say uh, the other one, I think, is uh, Henderson and uh, Shogun one. Not that two, yeah. Yeah, two wasn't bad either, but I'd say one. Yeah, that was a good one uh, yeah UFC 139 these guys though this is like not a lot of technique this is just- oh
0: no they're winging
1: it was they were just winging that's just windmill one it was-, <laughs> this was this was a fight i think after this fight korean zombie i think this is when dana started rocking a korean zombie shirt like walking around <laughs> with the weigh-ins and shit it's pretty cool this was so funny man Leonard garcia was a tough sob oh
0: dude he's tough as hell. you know he just retired Got a got his got a win in the uh, bare knuckle boxing. I think he did three fights in bare knuckle boxing, two and one, and is uh, he retired off of his last win? Congratulations to you, Leonard.
1: He uh he went through some hard times after. Yeah, uh, that's good. I'm glad he got good point. guy. He is he is a super nice guy. Every time I did like signing autograph signings and stuff with him, he was a phenomenal person. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else you got for us?
2: Uh, the second fight mentioned in this article is Ciro gon versus alexander volkov
0: i mean interesting both kickboxing backgrounds both guys like to you know keep the fight on the feet but cyril does have he's got he's got a you know a a submission game that you know he pulls out at times so it'll be interesting if he gets volkov volkov does not do well when he hits the ground Hmm. usually the his uh his recipe for disaster but he's good he's he's six foot seven also gone is six five so two yeah. very large men
1: i would say that it should all favor Cyril gone based on his uh, ability and his strength like his athletic ability should be far superior than volkov i mean I agree he on the inside if he can get it on the inside of the gilby hoff success ability down and there's no way volkov's gonna get up off of
2: his back. but
0: there is a huge difference in experience
1: yeah there is i mean i don't know he just Cyril gone can't afford to have another fight like he did last if he has a fight like that the ufc is like look we're gonna slow our roll on pushing this guy then because it, we need we need heavyweights to throw okay and we know that you got it you want to fight because, they got a
0: heavyweight that'll throw
1: yeah Derek lewis <laughs> <laughs> john john jones will throw just pay him man mm. John, you know he ain't getting paid $50 million. No, when when he's got that up there, it's a
0: little... But, like, everyone needs to understand this.
1: Promotions
0: and fighters, okay? I I have no problem with John Jones saying, I want more than 8 to 10 million. I'm, I'm not even thinking about taking that. Okay. Because he's got a price that he believes he's worth, and the promotion has a price that they believe that he's worth. Now, sometimes those prices don't mesh, but the promotion is always trying, always trying to get the fighter at the best price they can get him. Yeah. And the fighter is always trying to get the most money that he can make. So there's that, you know, it's a functional battle that's between the two. And when you're this far off, though, that's, that's a problem because, you know, it, it, you, let's be honest about it, Josh. The UFC has maintained a basic 80 20 with the fighters. All right. It used to actually be a little bit less, but we'll say it's an 80 20 now.
1: It's not. And 80/20, John, but What's that? not 80 20. You know, it's not 80 20. Okay. So, you know, it's somewhere in the. It's like 80. What? What is that? 87. I, I would say,
0: no, it's not 87. It's somewhere, I would say, somewhere around 85, 83 to. 15 to 17. <laughs> yeah. Here was, goes math. Here goes math again, right? I was doing the math for my head. Like, <laughs> oh no. I but <laughs> but you know, the, the UFC is in a position they have their set standard They they don't like to go over it, and they don't do it because they have investors and they have people that they want to invest in them even further and they like showing this great, you know, percentage that you know they're making money off of. And John's going to have to figure out what's important to him. He's either going to make a stand and say, Hey, I'm not going to, you know, fight your guy for what you want to pay me because I'm worth more. And if he's going to make that stand, it's going to be costly. You know, In the if, end, was- if, he, if he tries to get out of the contract, because it's going to be very hard for him to do.
1: Well, if I was John Jones, you know what I would do? Is I would just say, I don't want a title shot. I want to just keep fighting all the under guys until my contract is up and just make a ton of money doing that fight the lesser guys fight, you know, fight the Volkoffs fight the, you know, but you don't,
0: you don't know what, how many fights he has on his contract.
1: Yeah, You're right. I don't. But if he has, let's just say he has four. So he has four left, you know, I mean, fight out your four, fight out two, fight three in one year, get paid. You're going to get paid. You're still going to get paid in the millions. You know, it's probably only like a million and a half or 2 million, you know, but <clears throat> whatever, man, Make that, get out of your contract, go somewhere else.
0: I don't know. I saw a news media outlet, one of the fantastic MMA websites that we have, saying that John Jones made $500,000 to fight. Insane. What's that? <laughs> Insane. What they I do- love them. Come on. They put that out there, and you just look at him and you go, Are you guys really that stupid? They are.
1: They are, John. Jesus. They, they have a picture of a boxer. Uh, I think it's like Floyd or somebody saying, No, that. it's Canelo made 35 million and then john jones makes 500 guys it's not that's not reality that you know no. if you guys go back and it's and- not true you guys look at what i made for bellator it says i made 10 grand i didn't really <laughs> fucking idiots like there's no way like you know that's the thing like you just if you don't want your stuff to be public you just tell them that you don't want it to be public and you just take there you go. your signature and it's really not the public's it's none of their business none of their business that bugged me when I was with Strike Force. It would show sometimes what I was making. Finally, like halfway, right when I won the title, I said, Hey, can we just not? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, we can do that. I mean, it's still reported, like what I'm making through the IRS. Trust Yes, me. of course. <laughs> it's like, but it's, you know, you just don't want everyone knowing you what you're making because then you get, you get, you just get people constantly asking. Like That's hey, can-
0: because they're stupid enough to sit there and have an athletic commission say, This is the amount. Of money that was put out for the fighters, and they have a list of the checks that were handed to the fighters after their fights. And John Jones got a five hundred thousand dollar check. That doesn't mean that's his full pay. Yep.
1: Yeah. If you guys go back and watch the Chuck Liddell uh, fights, uh, when he was fighting Tito and Randy and those guys, and his pay, his, his flat pay was five hundred thousand. There is no way. We had the same manager. He was not making five hundred thousand. His one, his one T-shirt used to wear a cop twenty-eight. I want to say it was making a hundred grand just to wear the shirt. That's probably why they're out of business, though. By the way, but cop twenty-eight <laughs> to wear that one shirt, he was making a hundred grand. That's when sponsors were making real money, killing it. You know what I mean? But no, there's no way he was fighting for five for five hundred thousand dollars. There was no way. I mean, he'd already put in all the work though to get to where he was, but there was no way. Put in uh, a lot of work. As far as what John goes, I I don't know how many fights he has left on his contract. You gotta remember every time you defend your title, which he did, he did a bunch of times at 205. Hey, I think it increases your your fight like two fights. That no,
0: it just extends it out. at you know that you, oh. you're always you're always up for three.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. So he's I'm sure he's got probably anywhere between four to six left somewhere in there, but I think he can get that knocked off. I'm sure he could. If he if he could do three in a year, say he fights a Volkov or a who's the other Rosenstruck, and you fight you know you fight those type of guys. He's just way more athletic than those guys. Mm-hmm. He's, gonna handle, you know, he'll, I think he's also
0: have, way more versatile.
1: Yeah, I think he'd have a hard time with Cyril gone. Uh, only the experience would come through. You know what I mean? But just the size and the brute. Ah,
0: John Jones eats Cyril gone up.
1: Okay. I, I'm just. I'm only throwing it out there because there is a little bit of hype around him. We haven't seen a, a, a polished Cyril gone yet, which means that John would probably pick him apart, you know, with the experience like I was trying to get to. But... <laughs> You know, but I think, but I think it, it is an interesting matchup because he is young and athletic, and serial is young and athletic, and just can, he, you know, he can push the pace on him a little bit, maybe, put some put some heat on him if he wanted to, let it all hang out. I Like, <sighs> I like I when gets struck. <laughs> but good stuff. I mean, we'll see. I I, I don't think they're going to come close. They're not going to. It's not going to happen. UFC offers Francis and a rematch with Derek Lewis for June twelfth. The Predator declines. Why?
0: Probably because it's too soon.
1: I guess maybe. Yep, Take a couple weeks off. UFC's tires on friends are going to die a little However, the timing doesn't work for Nganu, and I don't blame him. It's only me. There you go. So, uh, I I get, look, if they're not going to get close to John, what do you think John's worth? For this fight, what do you think John's worth? 15? At least. You'd go all the way to 20? I would. No whammy? Uh, all the way. I there. wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't go up above that. Okay. But I would say he's worth twenty. Pay hey, the man. And, and you got the reason I say that, Josh. He has proven through a body of work, he's worth it. You've got this guy that's supposedly a killer. You want me to fight him? I'll fight him. Just pay me what I'm worth to fight him. I was your champion through what, fifteen? Fifteen? Uh, 205 title matches
1: yeah Yeah. that's a lot let me ask you this though is it that's the question like is he worth it when you talk dollars and cents we're talking pay-per-view buys and what this is going to translate to does it pay for itself
0: i think this fight actually sells i i just look at it and i think there's there's people out there that want to see john jones win and there's people that want to see john jones knocked out and they look at Francis Ngannou. That's a guy that can knock him out. And I want to watch that. And they're going to watch based upon what they want to see. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Ali made his living off of people loving him and wanting to see him win and people hating him and wanting to see him lose. Floyd Mayweather did the same thing. John needs to embrace that. It's good. Go ahead. Hate me. I don't care. Pay me is all I do.
1: But I think John has only broken the, the million mark, I think, like twice. He would break it in this one. Well, i guess yeah i think the ufc makes
0: a lot of money in this fight i think it's a huge fight because you're you're really looking at you know they're, they're talking okay uh bringing up jan blachowicz right it's like I'm yeah i gonna do anything that's not gonna sell I'm not gonna do anything nope.
1: but john jones
0: yeah it'll sell
1: yeah it will it will I yeah, you get to the point though where for the promotion you got to start wondering. I know they got them. we all know they got the money. They can pay. yes, but like you were saying, when it comes to the investors and they also too, you start laying the groundwork. And this 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 happened with the Connor thing. They started paying Connor too much, and yep, you know all the other fighters are like, well hey, my, answer, <laughs> my turn. Where's mine? Where's mine? You know, and and that's they want to avoid that, and so they they sure they do. They, you know they don't have every fighter that becomes champion or starts having success, you know, come to them and say, Hey, we want more money. That's one of the biggest mistakes I think that these fighters make. Like I get, you want more, but you got to keep, you got to make it like a little bit more private. You know, it is what it is. You know, like with the Diaz brothers, they don't, they don't really talk about their shit. They just say, Hey, you either pay me or you don't I'm not fighting. And they, they leave it at that, you know? Uh, but John's throwing numbers out there. It just sounds like astronomical, almost like childish a little bit. You know, like, wh- why are you trying to say 50 million? Just What's the number? Give me the fucking number so we can talk and sit down and be like, hey, you're at 20. Be- give me a real number, not 50, because 50 is just yeah, it's not a real number. Give me 20. G- if you gave me 20, let's meet somewhere in the middle at 18. How's that sound? Can we do that? Like, that? you got to have a conversation like that. And none mm-hmm. of that shit gets settled over Twitter.
0: It's and like- that's like I'm, like I'm saying. That's because promoters trying to get you for the least amount of money they can. You're trying to make the most amount and it's always difficult when you think, I am worth this, and this person now tells you, no, you're not.
1: Sucks. Yeah, well, I, I got another way that fighters can start making money. Look, if you're making in the millions, you shouldn't be paying your management 20% or 10% anymore. Oh, God, no. There's no way. Like, you start talking about the management, what they make eh, for the guys that are in the NFL and the NBA and all of that, they're not making 10 and 20%. They're making, like, 2 and 3%, if that. Up you know to I mean? 4 like, that's, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, up to 4 that's a negotiable thing. You know what I mean? Depending on who you are and your clout and how much money you actually bring in. You know what I mean? Because if, if I'm making, you know, like if you're making Michael Jordan money, your manager, your agent's not taking more than 1%. He's like, no, you're not getting And it. he's happy with it. Yeah. He's like, I'll just take this. Yeah. Because there's no way I'm breaking two, three, 4% for you. So, I mean, like with John, I mean, that, I don't know. I think Malky's his manager, correct? Yep. Malky Collar. If I was John, I'd be mean, having a conversation with him like, hey, we're making $5 million. We're making $15 million, whatever it is. your percentage is going down. <laughs> to make up that UFC loss.
0: And Malky's gonna tell you well, your your management's going down too.
1: Well then I can I could can, <laughs> I can negotiate my own damn deals. <laughs> Trust me. It's not here's the thing. These fighters need to understand in the UFC there's no negotiation. That's the thing. Like you can have you have a little bit of wiggle room, but let's be real. The conversation is okay, John, what do you want? Okay, I want 20. Well, that's not gonna happen, John. Give me a real number. 17. Now we're getting closer. John, talk to me bro. Talk to me for real. We're almost there. 15. Okay, done. That's the way it's going to go. Yeah. They'll, they'll do that. They'll, they, they'll do that. But when you start, when you're uh, not, uh, what's it called? Winkle John came out and said 50 million. He's the one that said 50 million. I'm like. Yeah, but that's his trainer. It's okay. You know, the coaches get involved. I, I'd be mad at my coaches. They're like, don't talk to him about money. Like, that's what I have managers for. You know, leave it alone. Anyways. All right. We were a long enough rant on the John Jones situation. That's true. A uh, coach of UFC could. Sorry, I
0: was, was... <laughs> was going to say that he puts up.
1: Whoop, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Scott Coker details Bellator decision to part ways with Mike Goldberg. Um, what's your take? You guys are look. I'm friends with with Goldie as well, but mm-hmm. you have been friends with them for a lot a long long time.
0: I've known Goldie since UFC Japan. Man, you know he's a. You know Goldie's a he's a he's an icon in the sport with his commentary and you know all the fights that he did and you know the ufc is never going to be able to get rid of mike goldberg yeah. because he you go back you know for 20 some years mike goldberg's voice is on that and that's that's not saying anything about john Annick i love john he's he's great at what he does but you know there, mike was that special guy well then when you know mike ended up leaving uh the UFC based upon if Lorenzo Fertitta was still with UFC Mike Goldberg would have still been with the UFC guarantee but they looked at pay and they said why am I going to pay this guy this much when I can pay this guy this much and he does the same job and so that's why Anna came in and Goldberg was out and so Goldberg ends up you know going over to Bellator Mike did good at Bellator and yeah he was enjoyable for me to work with I will always you know enjoy my time with him, and I think everyone should respect, you know, the job that he did, you know, over all of those years. Just because he's gone right now doesn't mean he won't come back. There's a possibility that he will come back, but I honestly think that there's something with, you know, the Showtime and everything. I think they look at him more as he's that UFC guy. I think that label kind of makes it to where they go, you know, I don't know if that's what we want. We want to be us, not part of that.
1: Yeah, it's hard because you stamp your. He's got his signature voice all over the UFC. Oh yeah. Oh. When so they're watching Bellator and they're watching the OC, they're trying to. Do, they want to create a separation. That's the only thing I could think of. But I like I like Coker said, he they really like he really likes Goldie. I think it was more of like a, of the terms of like hey you know like, when we join networks and they have you know Morrow was already signed with Showtime. You
0: know, Morrow Morrow has been with Showtime for what, fifteen years
1: forever and so um when we went full-time on to showtime i think the decision was is hey Moro, you have to work all these shows and i think morrow was like okay i got it so you know whereas before we had paramount we had channel five we had all these other networks that we were on it's like no now it's just all one network and we're that was the benefit of going not for not for goldie it was but like for the benefit of going to one network is so we everything could just be in in sync with one thing so i mean
0: well, when, when when morrow says you know yeah i can do that he ain't kidding here's a guy you got to take a look he was showtime boxing nxt or wwe with the wrestling and then bellator at times i mean he was bouncing around everywhere and and he never misses a beat the guy is he's a savant when it comes to being a play-by-play guy he just
1: is incredible at what he does Pride, right he did pride
0: he did pride
1: he i think he did my bushido
0: he did elite X
1: C. He did elite XC. He did strike force.
0: Did Strike Force.
1: You know, he's been he's been around forever. But um, you know, but his contract was with Showtime and I think that's kinda what, what settled it all so, in. Yeah. I think that was that was everything. Yeah. So that kind of pushed like, hey, we just you know, there's I I hope I would I don't know if he's gonna get back into the into M M A, possibly. But I mean he's got a really good eye for hockey. He loves hockey. Oh, he's fantastic at uh, so. I'd like to see him get picked up by some sort of network to work you know hockey games. I mean he's phenomenal man he he's uh he's phenomenal for sure
0: whoever gets him is going to get someone that's just you know what as you know good he, he's great to work with and he's just gonna he's gonna elevate the level of whatever it is that he's part of
1: this is true all right, what else you got for us? We do some fan questions? yep, we'll do a couple of fan questions for you guys since John already ruined the fact that we're filming this on Monday. <laughs> Uh, because
0: we have to because we can't do it on the other days because we're in quarantine this
1: i i i sent this to dave because it got so many likes (laughs) this isn't a question this came from uh...
0: (laughs) very competitive at least we're very competitive
1: yes so this this came from john john from our comment section and it says big john and josh look like head coaches of a very competitive little league soccer team So there was a ton of likes on it. I just wanted to give you a little, a little uh, props for hitting us in the comments. Is, that, is
0: is that because we were both wearing baseball hats and sweatshirts, or what? Uh
1: no, no. We were this was on the on the, on the was it on this was on our comment section. I thought, yeah. about, I thought they were talking about. I they were talking about on the uh, on the broadcast. No,
0: nah, this- they're talking about our
1: podcast, man. All right. Well, hey, maybe I I mistook it for whatever, but it's still, I thought it was pretty funny.
2: It's cause you wear the it's cause you wear like the the soccer dad uh, hats, like the skip caps. Uh, um, yeah, and you got like the you're all like, like bunched up with your clothes, and you know you're like,
1: <laughs> get him, get the ball.
2: I don't know how to do it over here with soccer because we don't call it that for a start. But <laughs> okay, well, my hat now is not a soccer league hat.
0: This is the USS Truman. to All the sailors that are on the USS Truman what's up i hope you guys are good thank you for what you're doing all the time you guys are awesome
1: there you go they are uh yeah but i wanted to give john john a little a little props for that and uh you know say hey you got a lot of likes and a lot of what 78 likes and that was a day and a half ago when i sent it over to dave so i said hey i wanted to give him a little shout out because great comment all right well talk to us dave all right um this one comes from glass
2: fanatic and as you can see. I'm- a little bit of a lengthy one, but pr- it was a one of the favourite comments, uh, questions, so I wanted to get this one in on the show. Uh, what do you guys think of the John Jones pay situation? I know we just talked about it. John always compares his situations to his brothers in the NFL, but if he really bought, if he really thought about uh, he wouldn't have a career if he was in a league like NFL, they would have cut his ass after he hit a run, uh, after the hit and run. Dana saved his this man's career after the hit and run, multiple failed drug tests and general negative behaviour, and this is how he's going to go about it. Love your guys' opinion.
1: Well, we kind of already talked about it just recently on this, you know, just a couple seconds ago. <laughs> it really just comes down to it doesn't matter if it was the NFL or the NBA, Major League Baseball or whatever it was. They would have still given him a stern warning. But real reality is is that if you're Tom Brady and you hit and run, they're going to give you another chance. Okay, there's an old saying. There that. There you go. You're the number one. There's an old saying. If you're the number one salesperson at a car dealership, you could take the owner's hat and shit in it in the middle of the street and leave it there. And he wouldn't get, he wouldn't fucking fire you. Cause you're bringing, he may not his- like you.
0: Yeah.
1: He doesn't have to like you. He's making money off of you. And
0: but here, here, here's the one thing in, in this, as I'm looking at it, it says Dana saved this man's career. No, he did not. Okay. Dana tried to help John because it helps Dana. He's a, he's a great fighter. And, and, when you're looking at fighting is a business and it is a singular business. You are a brand unto yourself and John could have taken his skills somewhere else. Now, maybe he wouldn't have made the same amount of money. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't have the same amount of fame. Maybe he would, but you know, because John, uh, if the UFC had decided to let him go off of one of those, he was going to do just fine.
1: Yeah, true. John can go anywhere. John can anywhere. He just got to fight on his contract. Like I was just suggesting earlier, is that he can turn down the title fight because if he takes the title fight, it extends his contract for at least two or three more fights. Even if he loses, it extends his contract. So he needs to. I think, on my honest opinion, is if he can be at heavyweight, fight all the other guys. You don't have to take the fight at heavyweight. You don't have to take the title fight. You can still say, no, I'll fight these other guys. I'm available to fight all the other competition. And just fight out your contract. He can do three to four fights in a year. I know he probably doesn't want to. He is getting a little bit older. What is he, 33? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, like, just fight it out. And then if that's the case, you go somewhere. You know how, I mean, some of these companies, like the PFL, they'd go bankrupt trying to yep. him pay him. But they would, yep. yep. they would do it. You know, Um. yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure one, one would love to pay that guy. He'd have to fight once a year and they'd be lining his pockets forever. You know, I mean, that's a good that's a good way to do it as well for him. So that's a, that's a way to look at it if you guys want.
2: And next question. Yep. The Hobo Musical asks, John, what was the strangest thing you've witnessed as a fight? You've witnessed a fighter has say do after they get knocked out. Example, thinking they won, etc. Love the podcast, guys.
0: <laughs> I don't remember this name, man.
1: Sorry, but uh, I had I had a fight. It was in a small show. Even and, remember his name? Please don't say it.
0: <laughs> That's best. And uh, he comes out, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, they they're doing the whole thing. They walk him out, and the announcer announces both guys. And the fight lasted, honest to God, six seven seconds. He comes out in one right hand, and then a left hand, and he's out. Man, I mean, he was out, and uh. He was so out that you know they were concerned and you know then they're gonna do the announcement of the one guy well the, the other fighter is taken he's put on his hat he's got a you know a sponsor shirt that he's putting put on and everything and, and this guy now wakes up and you know they're they're still you know they're talking about carrying him out and then he's, he's trying to get up and then he gets up and he looks at his his uh, trainer who's there and he's, and he's going what when are we going to start this fight <laughs> and the trainer goes uh we had a fight he goes what do you mean we fight i have not fought i have not fought (laughs) and he's just sitting there and and they're telling no you did fight look we have video right And he goes that's bullshit i did not fight why is that guy wearing his stuff i can't wear my stuff and then they make me take it off out there and that's all he was talking about it was hysterical but it was sad so
1: i thought it was funny geez so you said that was about a six second knockout
0: yeah it took about six seconds for that
1: were you around did you hear about the time when bob cook had probably the fastest knockout in history so bob, bob
0: i was around but i don't remember his being the fastest
1: that bob fought this guy i want to say it was like it was some i have to figure out where it was he's got it on video
2: right here three seconds
1: yes the guy sprints across the cage and yep. bob steps in it was open palm striking Bob steps in with the open palm folds yep. it back over and fucking done Bob hit him. Was able to hit him one more time, but that fight was done and over. It
0: was the same. that fight was the same as, in my my opinion, the time frame of Masvidal and Askren, because you had one guy come and all of a sudden it was the the run. Yeah, I've seen it, and I I I didn't recall. I I was thinking it was somewhere in the six second range
1: or something like that. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Anyways, anyways, that's my manager. Give him a little props. I've seen that video a bunch of times, you know, guys talking about it. And people- he, he had hair back then. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was fighting. Uh, <laughs> Shaggy hair on the top, kind of groomed it up. All right, go ahead. Next question.
2: Uh, Choker01 says, in terms of skills, is Kane the best heavyweight of all time?
1: Um, No. No, but I'd probably say Stipe.
0: I'd say Fedor
1: oh yeah 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 and
0: everyone's gonna get on me about you know look if you guys you know were around this sport when fedor was you know coming up and then at that level that everyone's looking at and going wow and then at the top winning the title and, and holding on to it no one beat him he was that good Pull now, up his record. Is he the same fighter now? No. He's n- nowhere close, but his record was unbelievable. He's, he had one loss if you look at it in his first 30-some fights, and it was to Syoshi Kosaka. It wasn't a loss. He got c- cut with an illegal elbow, and because it was a tournament, and he couldn't go on because of the cut, they gave him a loss. It was in Japan. They kind of do that, <laughs> and TK
1: went on in the tournament. So, to take a look at all those wins. In a if, row. If you look at Ricardo Arona, who was a fucking savage at that time. Yep. Savage, right? Uh, just all of them. Was, Kosaka was a, a doctor stoppage, like you just said. And you gave the full explanation of a, the cut, and someone had to move on to the tournament. Yep. You know, uh, Kerry Shaw was good. Uh, Meat Babalu- truck. Sabral, Babalu Sabral. Uh, Chris Hazeman. Semi one. 7'1". uh, Noguera. You know, um... Fujita, that was a great fight by the way. Fujita, Gary Goodrich, Nagata, Coleman, Randleman, all like back to back. Coleman, Randleman, Agawa, then Noguera again, and then Noguera again. I mean, like you Kosaka again, who he then beat. Uh Mirko, who was at the top of the game. Then you go He's killing uh, everybody at the time. Coleman, Hunt, Matt Lin-Lin. Hung Hungman Choi was what, seven seven, seven- foot two? seven two yeah
0: semi shield was seven one i think hungman was seven two and
1: uh hungman Choi seven something foot tall okay you have arlovsky tim sylvia brett rogers you know and then he goes on a losing streak a little bit there you know Three. it really it really just came down to like he started to get a little bit older started not being as active you know and um you know he had some bad luck when he came over to the states started fighting he fought Verdoom, fought uh silva fought henderson just had a bad bad run in that that area
0: he fought way better in a ring than he did in a cage yeah. and there's there's just a difference
1: yeah. but
0: he was so yeah. good at a certain point because you know I, i'm not sure exactly but i think he's nine and one against former ufc world champions mm-hmm. i think his one loss in to the champions is for doom you know because that was his first loss a long time it was Fabricio Verdoom, got him in a triangle. So
1: yeah, which honestly was just a mistake.
0: Oh, a total mistake.
1: Had he just let Verdoom get back up, he probably would have finished him. Oh, he, he dropped him and then jumped. So up. many
0: different things, and he bounced him off of the fence, which was, you know, he, he bounced off the fence and then, and when he came back, that's when he bounced right into Fabricio's triangle. So
1: and then there was time where he slipped the head out, but then he put the head back in, thinking yep. he out but it was only like what it was real quick too it's what two a minute in the first round he yeah. yeah he just wasn't sweaty yet wasn't able to slip out of things and just psh, locked it up Yep, I was just super shocked anyways yeah and then he beat Jeff Munson I mean I can go through the list you know of all these fighters at Pedro Hizo you know he's beaten a lot a lot of fighters that were very very good just doesn't get the respect because not a lot of people were that are watching the sport now Were watching the sport then that's what it comes down to. Yep. People only want to remember the, the the most current people. They think they're the greatest. Of there's
0: there's a reason why the UFC
1: bent over backwards trying to get him. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. This is true.
1: One time. Um, all right. What else you got?
2: Uh, Carson Bostic says, or asks, who hits harder, Francis Ngannou or Deont- Deontay Wilder?
0: Well, according to a punch machine, it's Francis Ngannou. I would say that, uh, you know, it's got to be Francis. And and I'm saying it for this reason Uh, Deontay is six foot seven or so, but he's about 218 to 219, maybe 220 pounds when he's fighting. And uh, right there it says 213 pounds. And so uh, Francis is six foot five and he's cutting to 265 pounds he's just a bigger dude you know he may not be quite as tall but francis is a monster when you see him in person he's big he's strong and according to the punch machine thing that they all you know a lot of people have done he's he is way above a lot of people
1: if i was going to say they were the same size if I was comparing them equally i would say deontay wilder yeah you're going to compare, like, say, hey, if I take into consideration that Deontay Wilder is smaller, and if it was like pounds per square inch by your body size or whatever the fucking math these holds up to be, because that's not my strong suit, okay? So I would say it'd be Deontay Wilder. You know, and the other thing as well is that with technique, Deontay Wilder, you know, like he's a lot smoother of a boxer. He does he throws a lot of cleaner strikes. A lot of, yep. you know, no, to throws his whole body behind it. You know, and it's if it lands, it's going to decapitate you like Overeem. You know, but that's not, while there's very smooth his combinations, his boxing, his right hand is freaking nasty. His right hand is a bomb. Yeah, it's a bomb for sure. Remember, uh, what's his name? We fought, Ortiz. Hit him on the top of the, right in the skull. Boom, right on the top of the head. (laughs) Saw all the fucking sweat come off of his head. He just dropped and crumbled. That was
0: his brain cells going out.
1: That was crazy. Yeah, it was a nasty shot. Yep, yep. Uh, All right, what else you got?
2: uh daniel Attilano just wants to tell you this is this is the best mma podcast
0: daniel Attilano, you have always been one of the most intelligent people i have ever known (laughs) and so i would like to say you're right again yes sir this is the best mma podcast out there
1: and still hashtag hashtag and still buddy (laughs)
2: um next one comes from sam vincenio i can't get that one out Vicencio. yeah there you go just
1: got it. <laughs> i guess reading is not your strong suit it's all right math's not mine
2: <laughs> for josh uh would you ever do a grappling match and submission underground or on who's number one
1: yeah we uh we had talked about uh what's it called chael hit me up about possibly doing one against gilbert you know just for fun whatever i mean money involved but uh yeah i mean Best like for fun <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, i mean it'd be fun it would be fun to do it and i would love to entertain that of course yeah uh, i'm not trying to compete against you know a lot i'm for, I'm 43 or something like that now so it's like i'm not trying to compete against Gilbert, john B- norton yeah or
0: tyler connell
1: yeah <laughs> no i'm okay with <laughs> those uh. just- inside joke there it was so great uh. um but i yeah the gilbert thing interests me you know i mean i would like to have fun with things like that i would i would do an Nate Diaz one i'd like to do that as well i mean we had one before in the past he won by a referee's decision, which it was a Gracie tournament, by the way. I just want to remind everybody. But I mean, I thought I won. Don't make excuses. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I thought I won. It was zero zero to the ref's decision. Well, it wasn't zero zero. I was, but uh, yeah, it was. It was a decision by the ref, and the ref gave it to him. Yeah, I was so upset. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that that would be great. I would love to do something like that. You know, Chael, Chael, balls in your court, buddy. Got my number. <laughs> Give me a call.
2: Uh, for Big John, who's your top five current referees?
1: Oh my God! As far as performance right now,
0: or as far as uh the way the public looks and says?
1: No, you we want to know your opinion. but also don't put them in order, okay? Because then that's bad. Yeah, we want okay, to-
0: no order. I'll give you um, Mike Beltran, Jason Herzog, uh, Mark Goddard. Still love Leon Roberts. He's outstanding. Um keith peterson no whatever happened to josh rosenthal josh is still working in california times you know josh ended up having a a problem with the federal government ended up going to prison for a little while over marijuana which is ridiculous but uh so that you know put a damper on you know when you are uh trying to become a referee or you are licensed as a referee, you've got to put in all this stuff about, have you been arrested? Well, what's it for? And so then yeah. you know, some of them then decide, ah, oh, we're not going to license you. Josh Rosenthal was a good referee. He's a good person and uh, he should be back. Doing fights. But, uh, you know, a lot of it was, you know, he kind of, t- he wanted to take a step away after, a, after coming back. Cause it's like, he didn't have the same, you know, feel for it, the same passion for it. Uh, he's kind of, you know, he's just taking his time with it. where does trig fit in all this frank trig frank is you know he's up there he's he's coming up he just hasn't had the ability to work lately with covid you got to figure a a very small select group of referees were actually working all of these events if you were with uh, the ufc if you were in vegas it was going to be chris tagnoni who is somewhat a resident of las vegas it was going to be mark smith a resident of las vegas they would bring in someone like Mark Goddard or Herb Dean or Jason Herzog, now Mike Beltran. So those are your guys, Keith Peterson and sometimes Dan Mergolata. Those were the guys that would do fights there in Vegas. Then if they went to Fight Island, Mark, you know, Goddard again would be the guy definitely there. They would use uh, Kevin Sataki, uh, Lukash. Um, who else did they use?
1: Doesn't Frank
0: live in Vegas? Herb. No, Frank lives in uh, California.
1: Oh, I thought he was in Vegas. So he's not
0: licensed as a as a official in Vegas, and so uh, that's why California hasn't been having fights. That's why Frank hasn't been doing fights.
1: Poor guy, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. So, like he's him. a great guy. Uh, next question.
2: Mister Grooveman asks, if Tony Ferguson went on a win streak, do you think he'd be the one, the only one, to make Khabib come come back and try and make the fight happen one last time?
1: No, the ship
0: sailed. Uh, yeah. the- that 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 has gotten uh, to the point of being ridiculous as far as five times signed, five times failed. I don't. I think that's the last thing that Khabib would get excited about
1: coming back for. The the only the only guy he's coming back for is GSP, and you know we've been hearing rumblings that they're trying to work a backdoor deal on it and to get it done. That's all we've been hearing. Like I don't know how close they are to doing it, but I heard that it's still kind of in the works. So they're still trying to get it to happen. Whether they get it done or not, that comes down to lawyers and money and promotion and, you know, and all that shit. So, who knows? But, I mean, if it does get done, I'd love to see it. I'd pay for it, you know? But that's the only fight that's got him motivated. If that fight doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. he's going to ride off into the sunset. He'll be coach of the year. (laughs) Uh, What else? Not bad.
2: Philip Han asks, what's the worst job you've ever had? Ooh. Go, Josh.
1: Go with fucking podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah it.
0: oh touche boom that was the one
1: yeah, boom roasted i uh. <laughs> love it um shit the worst job i've ever had that was close to what it was yeah you know i didn't really i didn't really have yeah you have never had a job well <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, it, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst job for me, but it was uh, very eye-opening. But it was, I think, people look at it as the worst job. But when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in a very poor house, and on when, when my parents were living with my grandparents here in San Jose. On the summer times, all the grandchildren would all get together with my grandparents and we'd all have to go pick apricots and pick prunes and pick cherries and stuff. And so we worked, you know, our whole summer in the orchards and the fields, you know, picking fruits, and vegetables. You'd pick, uh, you know, buckets or not buckets, but like boxes of apricots for 35 cents a box, you know, and then you take them over to where my grandmother was and she'd cut them, pull the, the pits out and she'd lay them all out in a big tray so they could dry them and sell them. You know, it didn't make much. You do, you know, anywhere between, I don't know, 30 to 40 boxes a day of picking and cutting. You know, you'd only make probably, you know, $20 for the day. But that's so what we did. You know, my grandmother is, my, my grandmother has 13 kids. My mom is the youngest. And so we, all that money went to all the grandchildren to help feed us during the summer while our parents worked. And we just hung out with grandma at grandma's house. So I wouldn't say it was the worst job, but if you're talking in today's reality, it would be considered the worst job considering what we got paid, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we used to drive a little army, one of those green army tractors around the, the orchards, you know, and we'd ride on the back and it was cool, great experiences, a lot of rattlesnakes and uh, catching lizards and shit, but it was a it was a good time, but eye-opened the experience and realizing that I never wanted to, to, you know, to have to suffer for things like, to, for money, so I think that's a big reason what made me, what, what, kind of what my drive is now. Good
0: uh my worst job digging ditches digging ditches for plumbers that's the worst job ever i dug more goddamn holes (laughs) especially when when people have their 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 main line breaks it stinks to high heaven it's a horrible job uh painting streets uh, making parking lots with the cement blocks did that for a long time because i was good at picking up the cement blocks (laughs) so i'm putting them from the truck onto the, the spot and shoving some uh, rebar down into the ground with them so i don't know i i, I never i never uh the, the only part that i hated as far as the uh, jobs the digging ditches especially because of the stink is i don't smell real good but boy i smell that <laughs> it, it was nasty
1: yeah i didn't really i never had a hard time with manual labor i did construction nice. in high school every summer you know i did roofing and did uh for- i did roofing i did concrete you know um i did a lot of work like during the, i loved working manual labor was actually more fun to me than fucking. i tried doing like being washing dishes at restaurants and shit. it was so boring this is garbage i mean I, the prep cooking part was was kind of fun i kind of learned how to use a knife but i was like you know 18 19 i did that during the during the, the winter but during the summer i wanted to be outside man i, I did anything to get a job outside you know i was a, I was a golf caddy and then i was a I did framing I did roofing I did concrete i did whatever I could do to get outside. I even did a trap and skeet um I worked at a trap and skeet range where you had to go and load all the clay pigeons and push the button when they yelled pull <laughs> but whatever man I made two i think I made two fifteen an hour that's what I made that's good money baby hey whatever it was two right. years old.
2: next one Dave belly boy asks um big john and josh with all of your years of expertise what would you say is the most common or worst mistake fight mistake fighters tend to make that shortens their careers
1: uh what kevin holland's doing right now (laughs) that's what shortens your careers. when you when you take when you try to be more of an entertainer than a fighter this is a this is the fight game this is the hurt business as people call it you got to remember every second is, is you're a fighter. It's a fight. It, things can happen and change in a split second, you know, and it only takes two losses for people to stop talking about you. And once they stop talking about you, it's going to take forever to get them to start talking about you again. And that just affects your, your revenue dollars and what you bring to the table when you're talking about promotion. We're having this conversation about John Jones. Is he worth the money? Is he talented? Hell yes. But does he sell enough pay-per-views no he's only sold maybe one or two times over a million pay-per-views so when they're talking about 15 to 20 or 50 million dollars it just sounds ridiculous as a business model no so if you want to be an entertainer like you need to always think about winning i get the entertainment side of it all but look at that connor did the entertainment side of it all but he still performed in the cage that's what got him the money it wasn't the all the talk all the talk and then what we saw with kevin holland you have to perform, and that's what Conor did, and that's what made him so popular. That's really what it comes down to. That's the biggest mistake you can make is thinking that you're going to go out there and talk your way into title shots. I mean, you got to perform. You got to win.
0: Good point. All of it true. I would say the, the worst mistake fighters make is they start to believe their press clippings. They start to listen to people that really don't know and talk about how wonderful they are, and they stop doing the things that made them successful they start to take shortcuts it's like i don't have to train today i don't have to do this i don't have to do that i'll be fine and they then end up going into a fight when they're not prepared and the results usually don't come out the way they want and everyone's like what happened Well, what happened is you changed who you were and you changed how you got to this level so that is usually the worst mistake i see
1: right i was gonna be my next one okay it was like you read like the sean o'malley thing you're reading your own pe- pep, uh paper clippings
2: Don't do it all right one more last one comes from rafael costa and he says how did you guys come up with the name of the show
1: dave have at it buddy
2: well you know in 1987 <laughs> november 1st it forced...
0: oh jesus christ there was josh a... came up with the name now oh, <laughs>
1: The 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 one thing that I can say that Podcast Dave has contributed to this show is that name. <laughs> no, I mean uh, I think I think what you got you were talking with your your lady friend, your mm-hmm. wife, and she said the lady friend. Yeah, she she
0: just basically <laughs> good thing you clarified that was his wife or he's going to go home and get his ass whipped.
1: No, look, I, <laughs> we had this conversation when we started this show, and I like we I still have the intentions of doing this, and uh, we had talked about it forever. Is that this show was called Weighing In because we like to weigh in on the topics in terms of MMA. But what I also wanted to do, and which we will probably eventually do, um, is we want to bring in, you know, people that like to weigh in on their topics. So I want to bring in top wrestlers, you know, in the, in the in the nation, and have them show techniques, and they'll be called Weighing In Wrestling. We will make. I want to try to make this a full platform for everyone to bring on something, you know, and you could be. We can be a one-stop shop network. You know, on our YouTube channel or whatever. So if you guys, like, you know, if, if people that are creative, like, you know, I say I was talking with Jordan Burroughs about doing a wrestling, you know, videos. And he wanted to put them out and have them on here as, in terms of showing wrestling techniques. You know, once or twice a week. I'd love to do that. You know, whether it's, I mean, obviously I don't, I want to stay away from like cooking videos and, you know, but I want, I'd like to make sure that this is kind of like of a, a sport type video or a sport type station or channel. And that was kind of my idea on the weighing in when he had brought to me weighing in. And I said, yeah, it'd be great because now we can have all sorts of things that people want to talk about. You know, um, singing or, or you know, or golf or whatever it is. You know, you could weighing in golf or weighing in wrestling or weighing in, in jitsu People that have aspirations to start their own channel. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and feature that on here. And that's kind of what the idea was, is to give other people a chance, and opportunity to start a channel for themselves or be part of our channel, and then eventually grow that into starting their own channel, knowing that they're not going to stay here forever. But the one thing that, I, the reason why I got that kind of was on my mind, is there's a lot of guys that I think that <clears throat> in the podcast industry, and Joe being one of them, is he's helped build other people's channels, he's helped build other people's careers. And the one thing I've always wanted to do is give back, and that's, I've always been that way, um, whether it was, You know, me going to visit the juvenile hall centers, you know, and helping the kids there or working with young athletes, you know, to help train them for their sports coming up. This is an opportunity now that we've we've built such a great channel, you know, a lot, thankfully to John and and Dave as well, is just to try and give back uh, to other people that would like to start a channel and maybe grow one and eventually leave ours and go start their own and say, follow them there. That's kind of my idea of why we went with that, that name. What do you think, John?
0: I think you guys are the ones that came up with the name. And I said, man, I like that. <laughs> that was about my contribution yeah. to it. So I have nothing to say about it. you guys are the ones that came up with it. And I thought, I thought it was actually good for the show.
1: Well, uh-huh. I like, I I think also too, like where, like uh, your, your daughter, she has a very successful, like uh, what's it called? Where they, they handyman like type stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's like little things, like a little home tips where they film a, a video showing like home tips, I can go on YouTube and find out how I fix a pipe, you know, at home. There was a mother that was, she, I believe she had her husband had passed or she, had, I think her husband had passed and she ended up having to like move out of the house that they were in cause she couldn't afford it. And so all she had money was left over. She built a house from YouTube videos cause that's all she could afford. She couldn't afford to hire contractors and other things. Some people that she could afford, she, she would have them come in things that she couldn't do she'd have them come in and do but the rest of it framing the house doing the roof shingles all that stuff she did herself by doing by watching youtube videos and so it's very inspirational like to think that someone could have a channel like with your daughter having a a fix it video you know like some fix it videos or home home fix it videos things like that that's just been my aspiration to do it maybe i started maybe we start another channel that does that as well i don't know because we're doing very well with this i don't want to bug people with all a bunch of (laughs) bunch of other stuff but I figure if we can find something that's very related to the sport, whether it's jujitsu people, you know, that want to feature um, their jujitsu techniques on our channel, you know, or uh, wrestling or boxing techniques or kickboxing techniques, something that goes along with our platform. I, I would really love to ha- to feature that as well. So that's a big reason why we went with the, the name Weighing In.
2: Don't worry. I'll, when my next great idea comes up, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I text you. Yeah, we'll be waiting for yeah. a couple of more years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, I want to thank you guys uh, for the sh- for joining the show. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We were a little long-winded tonight. I especially was a little long-winded in that last uh, question, by the way. So John's shaking his head. Yep. <laughs> um, but I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, go to go to slash weighing in. And what's our promo code?
2: Promo code is and still.
1: And, and still. Oh, thank you very much guys you got to go directly there go and still at any time you guys see ariel or dc or any of those guys post anything on twitter you need to go right to their comment section and put wayne in and still tag us. and you
0: could tell them that they're good you can say hey man, you guys are really good but you're never gonna make it up to that championship level because
1: weighing in is and still <laughs> i mean i i don't know who, i don't see anyone in the in the foreground that's coming up on us you know no one i mean we're we're pretty much at the top
2: and if <laughs> if anyone's creative out there and wants to send an Ann still t-shirt graphic Ooh. on instagram and uh we might we might feature it on the t-shirt page
1: yeah we're looking to uh we're looking to make that as a t-shirt you know and so we can make that if you guys want to send us over a t-shirt graphic for Ann still that'd be amazing and we would yeah. like uh,
0: we we uh, do have a cinco de mayo weighing in show Shirt coming up,
1: right? That's what it releases today. Oh, look at that! There it is. Cinco de Mayo. We will have a Memorial Day weekend and one as well. Memorial Day, uh one as well, which will come out in May. So that's gonna be awesome. We're gonna try to do these uh limited edition shirts for you guys, and uh you know. And so, if you guys don't pick them up like that week or those two weeks before, then they will be gone forever. You'll never see them again. You know. But hey, so check it out. It will be, and still, uh, is the promo code, prowrestlingtees.com slash weighing in. Oh. Also, hit the thumbs up and the uh, little bell off to the bottom right corner. That helps give you notifications because we are dropping our midweek shows, this show, at different times. And so we want to make sure you guys get notified. You can just tune right in and leave those comments. So make sure you guys hit that number, hit that thing that says first, right? Just type in first, and that'll, that'll let you know if you were first to put the comments in. (laughs) um but i like to mess with you guys in the comments i do read your guys's comments that's why uh we had one of them tonight on the show i wanted to let you guys know john john thanks for the big comment it was very fun a lot of likes out of it had a great time man um john you got anything else bud
0: yeah last thing april 9th bellator is on showtime get your showtime and watch some great fights support mma as a whole and in the end we will see you